0: Thank you, thank you Steve, thank you church, you can take your seats, thanks so much. Ah, oh, It is a good day to be in the house of God this morning, so good morning, welcome back anyone from holidays, this is your first Sunday in church, welcome back like Steve said and um, we are in for such a good year, 2024 and Like, I didn't tell Steve what I was going to share this morning on his message, but he has already set the tone of the day that um, there is hope for you and I this year that God is going to do something so good. Uh, Before I get into my message, though, I don't know if this is just me because I'm very um, bad at English, like struggled with English um, in school and still never got my grammar together but if you ever read a scripture or sing a song and there's a word in there and you're just like what does that mean but you just kind of go along with it that song we sang this morning I thank God has a word in it called vagabond vagabond uh, but yeah, or no, it's not embarrassing. But yeah, enough you know, if you're just like been singing it going, What is that? Yeah, same. Literally, literally every Sunday we sing that song and I love that song. It's like one of my favorites. And but every time we say that word vagabond, vagab- I can't even say it. Vagabond, which is that even the Australian way to say it, or is it because it's an American song? Anyway, I'm here to help you today because today I actually pulled out my phone to Google what it means. Vagabond. So now we can like sing it to God more meaningfully rather than being like, what? (laughs) Okay, it means a person who wanders from a place without a home or job or having no settled home. So it's basically being like a prodigal son, I guess, is what we're singing that. And it will make sense when we sing it next time. You'll be like, I understand exactly And I can connect with the Lord. (laughs) So there you go. That's my public service announcement for today. Vagabond means a wandering person that doesn't have a home. (laughs) But um, today is Dream Again Sunday. Dream Again Sunday. And we're going to create space this morning to hear God, to dream, to um, imagine and visualize and just... uh, Yeah, imagine the future of what God has for us for this year. And then next Sunday is goal anointing. And so before we get to our goals for this year, we are going to first dream and hear from God what he has for us. And you know what's really cool is you and I right now sitting in this room is a fruit of a dream. This is right now we are living what was once a dream. And if you are new to our church, we prayed for our senior pastors Uh, today up there up on the Sunshine Coast and Pastor John and Dan when they were in their 20s they had a dream to plant a church in Melbourne. They just had Melbourne on their heart years and years and years ago and um, we celebrated Pastor Dan turning 50 last year so years ago they um, in their 20s had this dream and uh, they were serving in a church called Way of the Sea Church it was on the Sunshine Coast, like next to the sea, hence the name. <laughs> and um, they were serving. And that the pastor that started that church handed on the church to them, young Pastor John and Dan. And they felt God say yes, but in their heart was Melbourne. They had this little dream of Melbourne. But over the years, they were building the Way of the Sea Church, which became C3 Powerhouse. <laughs> and um uh, one of their, like, oversight pastors challenged them and said, how about you pray about Melbourne, whether to lay it down or and commit to this church that you have right in front of you or um, go to Melbourne, like, pray about it. And so they did, and they felt God say, lay that dream down. And so they did. They laid it down and committed to building the church, which is C3 Powerhouse on Coast. <laughs> but years later god spoke to them and said you need to plant a church and you need to go to melbourne and you need to go next year <laughs> i'm cutting the story short <laughs> but it basically was that quick just in a in a moment in A a conference or in the presence of God, like you and I right now, God brought that dream alive and said, Go to Melbourne, go next year, and send Dan and Ebony, uh, which is crazy. But look at us now, we're going to celebrate four years as a location next month. No, March, we'll celebrate in March. That this is a result that first started as a dream, just a desire in their heart that now you and I are forever changed because of, right? So that's what we're talking about today, that we are going to dream here today. And shout out to some of the young adult gals because they had a little meet up. They had a vision board night on Wednesday night and got together and made vision boards together. I I know, how sweet is that? So the young adult girls are already prepared. They've got their vision boards down packed. But for the rest of us, today is for you. So I've got a lot of scriptures today. So open up your Bibles. Turn to Genesis 1, the very first page. We're going to start with the beginning. Warm up those highlighters. Open your Bible. (laughs) All right, we're going to start with Genesis 1, verse 1. It says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was was. Darkness was hover the surface of the deep. <laughs> that was weird. Again, English. <laughs> um, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness. Uh, he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. This is the first day. And then you can read on about how God spoke creation into existence. But did you know that in the Bible, dreams, well, it depends on your version of the Bible, dreams is mentioned 61 times. 33 of these times is in Genesis alone, which the book of Genesis actually means, the word Genesis means beginning, the beginning. And we have here, right, what we just read, the very beginning of creation of the earth. And my point is that everything starts with a dream. Everything begins with a dream everything starts there. A good architect will first think and visualize and plan well, sketch up before a building takes place, right? So it's reasonable to believe that when we look at creation, at how like just detailed it is, how amazing it is, like every animal has like a unique ability and unique fur and colors and And like every sunset's different, every snowflake is different. Like when we think of how amazing and intricate um, creation is, it is reasonable to believe that before creation was made, what was God doing? He was dreaming and imagining and seeing what he was about to create. More than this this is about to blow your brain. (laughs) More than this. And have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought, like, what was God doing when creation wasn't made yet? Like, what was he doing? (laughs) Like, we know it was the Trinity, him, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. But, like, what were the three of them doing? Get this. Okay, ready? (laughs) This is Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 5. And it says, Praise be to the God of the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ." For he chose us in him before creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 1.5 says this, Before I was formed in the womb, I I formed you in the womb, sorry. I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. How crazy is this? Before creation was made, Do you know what God was doing? He was dreaming of you. He was forming you. He was thinking of you. Even before the animals, the light, the sun was made, you were on his heart. He dreamed of you. He created you. King David takes it even further. In Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16, he says this. Let me catch my breath, sorry. (laughs) adorned for me were written in your book before one of them came to be how amazing is that before you and I were created not only was God thinking of you and I designed you and I he also designed the days our life the plans he had for us now this is a whole nother message but God still gives us choice of what he has planned for us that's a different message but how crazy is that? Well, you and I started with a dream. You and I started with a thought before it got spoken into being. So everything starts with a dream. Dream is the birthplace of things that happen in our life. Dreams are the birthplace of things that get created. Everything starts with a dream. You know Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Just like God is a dreamer and creator, you and I are created in that same image. He gives us the gift of dreaming. He gives us the gift of ability. It is in our DNA that you and I would dream and visualize the future more than just fantasize but actually create through our dreams and think of things. I mean this is in human DNA so you don't even have to be a christian for this to be a thing. In fact, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey back in the day before he was famous, he was a struggling comedian and was doing the stand up gig but like was broke and he would dream of himself one day being a successful actor and he just had big dreams for his life. So much so that he wrote himself, this is a true story, he wrote himself a check for 10 million dollars, a fake check of 10 million dollars and dated it Thanksgiving 1995 that he would receive this 10 million dollars and he put it in his wallet and would look at it every day and dream of his success. What happened three years later he got given $10 million for the movie Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I know, how funny is that? He got paid $10 million for that movie, (laughs) Dumb and Dumber. And it was two weeks before saying thanksgiving on 1995 how amazing is that if if he and I, I don't know what his belief is I think he might be a Christian now I don't know but I don't know what his belief is but if he can do that how much more can we do with partnering with God in our life the dreams and desires that are in our heart everything starts with a dream and so if this is your first Sunday in church for the year you're in a good place because we're going to start with a dream if it's your fourth third Sunday in the house you're still you're already warmed up so you're good and we're going to start with a dream we're going to dream today you know kids get this pretty well hey kids say some pretty funny things and have such a beautiful imagination and can dream um anything they like and they say pretty funny stuff my dad um shared at my sister's wedding in his speech about my sister he shared this story about how um it was like really beautiful (laughs) But he shared this story of how my sister, when she was little, one day they were driving in the car, just my dad and her. And she said, Dad, I can see Jesus. (laughs) And he was like, what? And she's like looking out the window. She's like, I can see Jesus. And my dad was like, I don't see anything. (laughs) And so dad just goes, oh, um, well, what's he doing? And she's like, he's smiling. He's smiling at me. And then dad was like, oh, well, what is he wearing? And my sister goes, oh, he's in pajamas, (laughs) in like a pajama gown. And dad was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, you know, kids can say some pretty funny things. However, Jesus in the Bible always affirmed kids and children. Luke 18 verse 16 says this. It says, but Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. You know, the kingdom of God belongs to childlike faith. Faith, uh, you know, kids never really doubt. They never really double question themselves or their beliefs. (laughs) What they see, they speak. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Tiani's laughing, who leads our kids' church, because she's heard funny things over the years. (laughs) Um, I remember like years ago coming to church and I had ripped jeans when it was like really, really cool to wear, like ripped jeans. I remember walking to church and this young girl in shirt, she like came up to me, and she was like, oh, like said something about my jeans. And I was like, I know it's my first time wearing them. Do you like them? And she was like, they're really ugly. <laughs> she was like, they've got holes in them. She just like didn't understand why I bought jeans that had holes in them. And anyway, she was probably right. But kids, they just, they believe and speak what they see. And they're dreamers. They're great. And uh, this is how God's created us to be, to be dreamers. And so I want to ask you, why do we stop dreaming? As, a, as adults, what happens? Why do we stop dreaming? Why do we stop having childlike faith? I want you to self-reflect. Why do you stop dreaming? Why do you stop dreaming for the future? Why do you stop believing that things are possible What changes in us from being children as adults? Because if this is how God has created us, then why don't we do it? If we are created to see and create our future, what stops us? I really felt God say for this message this morning, like I got these words, um, less doing, more looking, more seeing, less doing and more... Seeing, and this is our opportunity. I know one of the reasons why we st- stop dreaming is simply because we're busy, we don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> unless God gives us a dream in our sleep, <laughs> it's like it can be hard to find time. But today is this moment and this space just to stop and hear God, to stop doing and just take time to look and see and know you know, a car is made with a massive windscreen, like, massive, clear windscreen so that we can see where we're heading if we were so focused on the doing of driving we would crash we would be watching the indicators watching the steering wheel like you can't look at your phone you're not meant to do when you're driving you're meant to look (laughs) so that you don't crash and it's the same thing we have a tiny um reverse mirror what's that called review mirror, thank you. We have a tight, the review mirror is only this big compared to the windscreen that is this big, meaning we're not meant to focus on what's behind, we're meant to look ahead. We're not meant to constantly, imagine driving and just constantly worrying about what's behind you, you will crash or will not get very far. Same with our life, we are to look ahead, look forward and keep moving to what God has in front of us. So this morning before, we're going to dream We're going to take that time just to wait on God and uh, hear from him and dream. But before we do that, we're going to get rid of the things that stop us from dreaming. We're going to get rid of, we're going to remove the things that stop us doubt, that make us doubt, that make us worry, that make us fearful. And so I actually want you, there's a piece of paper on your seat. We're like going to do this kind of literally. (laughs) Um, There's a piece of paper on your seat and you can pull out that pen and you can even start writing while I'm talking. Because what we're going to do is we're going to write down the things that uh, we don't want to bring with us in 2023. Things that we want to let go of. Things that stop us from dreaming. And I know this is like a physical thing. And then we're going to come to the front and like shred it. And the band's going to play and we're going to sing. And then we're going to dream. And it's going to be so much fun. But um, this is something that we're going to do physically that will actually have a deep impact in your heart because you know we've done this over the years and I can't remember what I've written in the past like that's the power of shredder Sunday of like shredding things is like, I actually can't remember what I've written in the past so what are the things that you want to let go of have a think what is it for you is it disappointment can you not hear God or your um can't see good in the future because of past hurt is there someone you need to forgive and let go of what is it for you? I'm actually going to ask the band to come join me, if you can, please. Have a think. What is it that you need to leave behind? Some of you already have dreams that God has spoken to you, but there's something that holds you back every time you go to take a step or every time you think about it. Is it intimidation? Is it feeling inadequate? Is it feeling like you don't have enough funds or, or you're lacking in something? What is it that is holding you back? Some of us struggle to even dream or hear God for the future. Is it fear or anxiety that you need to let go of and just say, I'm going to trust God? For me, my year last year had lots of disappointments, like lots. It was like pretty tough. And my scripture for the year last year was. those who sow in tear reap in joy. <laughs> that was my scripture because I was like, God, I'm sowing so many tears. <laughs> I was like, this is hard. It was a tough year. And this is written on my piece of paper. I can't find. Oh, here it is. I've already pre-done mine. Is um, fear of disappointment because disappointment is a massive dream killer. It will stop you dreaming. It will stop you wishing for the best or believing for God to do something, something for you. And so... Maybe that's something for you. It's the fear of disappointment, the fear of believing again, but then being let down. Maybe even being disappointed in God, things that you've prayed for that you thought God would answer and he hasn't yet, or things have gone worse or just haven't happened. So that's something you need to let go of this morning so that you can hear God afresh for this year. Maybe it's complacency. Laziness you need to let go of. Maybe it's sin. Maybe there's an addiction that's got you bound. God's got all these amazing things for you, but you can't get out of this thing. Is that something you need to write down and today just be like, it's not coming with me for 2024. I'm letting it go. Is it shame? Are you constantly doubting yourself? I love this about kids. They just, like, don't doubt themselves. They're just like, my little niece, she's four, and we said something to her. I can't remember what it was. I I think it was we complimented her on her mountain biking skills because my dad takes her mountain biking. And we were like, you're a good mountain biker, Bonnie. And she went, yeah, and I have a good heart. That's what she said. (laughs) I know. How cute is that? Because they just don't doubt themselves. They they. Their confidence is awesome. Like it's time for us to switch on that kid-like faith. Like God has made me good. I have a good heart and I'm good at mountain biking. (laughs) That's a lie. I'm terrible (laughs) at it. (laughs) But what is it for you? What do you need to write down? Do you want to stop self-doubting yourself? Is it fear, anxiety? It's crazy once you write one. I don't know, I found this. I wrote down the fear of disappointment. And then after that, I had, could think of like 20 other things. And I was like, oh, I don't want this, don't want this. <laughs> Just take a moment. In a moment, when you're done, I'm going to get everyone to stand. We're going to hold up our little list of things. And we're going to pray over them and ask God to remove these things. Maybe even some of these things we need to say sorry to God for. Sorry for sin. Sorry for doubting him. Forgetting that he's Lord and God. And then we're going to, the band's going to play, and you can either sit in your seat and sing along or, or come to the front, and there's a shredder on either side. And we're literally, physically going to put these down so that we walk back to our seat without them. See, <laughs> so good. Give me a wave if you've done your list. Yes. Beautiful. Like I said, sometimes in church we do a physical thing to represent something in our heart and it's powerful. God moves on it. So why don't you stand to your feet as we pray. You can fold up your card so it goes down the shredder better. You don't want to be that person that jams it. No, I'm joking. (laughs) You can. It's fine. (laughs) But hey, why don't we... Stand in this moment, hold out your card. Let me pray. I want you in your heart this morning to give these things to God, hand them over this morning. So, Father God, right now, Lord, we come before you. God, before we wait on you to see and hear dreams, Lord, we first start, God, with removing the blockages, Lord, removing the things that would cloud us, Lord, for what you have for us Lord. So, Father, we bring these things before you, God. Today, we make a decision, Lord, that they would no longer affect us. They would no longer be in our life. God, today, Lord, we come before you and we ask, Lord, that you would remove these things, God. Lord, that you would make us more and more who you've created us to be, Jesus. Lord, that we would believe again, dream again, Father. Lord, that the old would go, but the new would come, Lord. So, Father, we come before you. Lord, we say sorry where we need to. Lord, we repent. Lord, we forgive people that have hurt us. Lord, offenses. Father, the lies of the enemy, the the whispers, the insecurities we hear. God, today, we decide not to believe them. But Father, we shred them today. God, we give them to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand it to the band, but why don't you make your way to the